Hey there, and welcome to the Ultra Marriage Podcast, where we are on a mission to restore the focus and importance on marriage in our culture, and not just being married, but having a relationship that never stops growing on its way to going the distance. And after you listen to this, you know the drill. If you get something out of it, like it, please share it, leave us a review. That helps to get the message out to more people who need to hear it. Our guest today is an exceptionally talented ultra marathon runner. When he is on, man, he is dominant. And I know from experience, I've seen him I've seen him in action. He's also a young Southern bachelor. So you might be thinking, why is a single young man who's never been married on a marriage podcast? It's pretty simple, actually. Our marriage has an enormous effect on our children. Noah's been blessed with two amazing parents who showed him what marriage should look like. And having gotten to know uh, Noah, who is affectionately more well-known these days as Chili, having gotten to know Chili over the last year or two, and having met his parents and, and gotten to know them a little bit as well, I wanted to find out what he observed from them and how it impacted him. Seeing a marriage through the eyes of a child, honestly, is probably the most profound perspective that we could have. You're going to enjoy this. I enjoy talking with him. Noah is an amazing young man. He is so wise beyond his years. Take a listen and enjoy. Noah Cochran. Noah Cochran. Um, I, for some reason in my head, I still can't call you Chili. I know, I know that's the, the thing. But for whatever reason, I don't know. I'll just, I'm sticking to Noah for now. Um, Although I do, I do reference you with the with the chili sign on Instagram since you go on Instagram yeah. uh, well, as well. You met you met me as Noah. That's that's why I, I did. That's hard. kind of the yeah. thing. That may be it. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. may be it. And um, and knowing knowing your parents, having, talking to your dad the last couple of midstate miles for quite a bit. Um, I don't know. I just anyway, Noah Cochran, ultra runner. Uh, as as Chad describes you, the director of prophecy for Three of Seven <laughs> Project, uh, you're like old hat with this now, man. With podcasts, you're and I mentioned this to you. I think last time we talked, you add so much to that uh, to that podcast, and I'll get into that in a second here. Really, kind of how how this conversation sparked. And um, what else? Space Walker. What are you What are you doing? You doing like uh, something with I'm the a, Space Force? I'm an admiral in the Space Force. Yeah, that's there right. I should have worn my hat. <laughs> yeah um, i can go get it but uh no i'm just playing yeah i think you're better i think you're better repping three of seven with the three of seven yeah. hat. that's cool hat. man we've yeah. had we've, we've got too many running jokes i think i think it's hard to it's 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 getting difficult to know which are true and which are not really um, really that's funny that's funny to hear yeah it's like because I know you you're so you're like almost like a medic now, right? Because you did you did some training a few months I did, ago. On, I did some training, yeah, wilderness first yeah. responder training. But yeah. I'm definitely not what I would call a medic. I mean, Chad's gonna always call me that just because that's yeah. the way he is. But no, I definitely do have a little bit of training more than I used to. So yeah, so it sounds like that you could true. be like you could be like the the medic for the next moon trip. You could be like the medic astronaut. That's right. For the yeah. for the next moon adventure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. I mean, most theory. of yeah. most of my training's in the woods, not in space, but uh right. you know. Right. We'll yeah. Give it a shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so for all seriousness, a phenomenal uh ultra marathon runner. Um, I met Noah, I met you know, you for the first time 
really, I'm not even sure. I know we crossed paths at Mid-State Mile last year in 2020, um, but I was just more watching in awe at you running that loop in like 11 or 12 minutes. <laughs> when, um, not the best strategy, but. Not, no, but it was impressive to see <laughs> I appreciate you that. Coming, coming back and having almost 10 minutes to, uh, to rest while everybody else was just kind of slogging along. And I was just sitting there because I was out already, just <laughs> sitting there in pain. Watching everybody come in, but uh, and also, so you work with three of seven project with um, Chad and, and Blake Wright. Um, anything else on the on the horizon? Um, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, we've got some things in the works. Uh, at yep. Three of seven. I'm I'm trying to find a race that that fires me up again and yeah. uh, see what I can what I can go do. And but yeah, no, nothing. Nothing really uh, too too big, too exciting that's set in stone yet. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, um, as as we mentioned, so we uh, listening to one of the more recent podcasts of you guys. It's it's I don't know, maybe a couple months old by now, but um, you got into about a thirty minute conversation about marriage and relationships, and that's what ties into what what sparked my interest to, to reach out to you. Um, because the, the goal here that I'm trying to accomplish is I'm trying to find as many people as possible that are really striving in their marriage and in their relationships in a very similar, if not same way that we strive for success in business or athletics running, right. All that kind of stuff. Um, cause to me that that part of our lives kind of tends to get shifted aside, right? There are, there are 99.9% of our podcasts out there focused on personal development. And I listen to a lot of them. A lot of them are great. Like um, I listen to like some of the niche ones, like, like three of seven, right. Um, body, soul, and spirit things that, um, that are in that, uh, you know, that are a little bit unique. And rather than having another podcast that talks about how we can, strive for personal development and personal success. I want to talk to people that are uh, either experienced in or striving for relationship success and in their marriage and stuff. And so this is going to, I mean, this is seems kind of off the wall at first, but you're a single young, single guy. Yeah. yeah. Why would I ask you to be on uh, a podcast to talk about marriage and what sparked the, this is, what you said about your parents on that um, podcast on the three of seven podcast. And I did, I do, I uh, do have plans to talk to single people as well who aren't married just to get that perspective. Cause I want to get, I want to get all perspectives and um, what you said about your parents just sounded so much of what we need more of mm-hmm. in my opinion, in, in our culture are couples that um, don't fight that much. Like you mentioned, you didn't, you didn't see him fight really. Um, not that they didn't have disagreements, but right. I see so much messaging that about, Hey, you know, you couples are going to fight. That's just part of it. Right. And you got to learn how to fight. You got to learn how to fight. Well, all this kind of stuff. I've always been in with the philosophy of what if you can avoid those without yeah. sweeping them under the rug or, yeah. or, um, you know, avoiding it just to avoid it. But what if you can like not do that? 
right? Yeah. And I thought it'd be cool to just get your perspective on what did you see, like what you saw from your parents and how that's impacted you. So if you can just like, yeah, elaborate a little bit on um, a little bit more of what, what you mentioned on the podcast of what did you, like, what did you see from your parents? Why do you say that they're the, the model for marriage? Yeah, well, first of all, I'll say, if there was anybody or is anybody wondering why a single guy's on a marriage podcast, <laughs> I don't think that's a, uh, yeah, I totally get that. And, and I don't think I would have much of a license to come on here and talk or to try to give anybody advice if it wasn't for the model that they gave to me, you know, that I got a first front row seat um, for what I, I mean, it's my opinion, but I think is an objectively fantastic biblical model for how a marriage mm. should look. And so, yeah, what, what, what it looked like was two people meeting um, as very young adults, um, getting to know each other, falling in love, getting married, um, waiting, I would say they were in their mid thirties when they had me. Um, so waiting okay. till their mid thirties to, to have a child. So they had a long time of, of, you know, just being married without kids and, and then, uh, wanted to start a, well, they already had a family, but you know, have a kid yeah. start that, that type of family. And, uh, you know, and then raising me and man, like I said, on, on the, the 37 podcast, they're, they're two incredibly selfless individuals. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's a key part of why it was, it, it is so successful of a relationship because, you know, even if you have a marriage where one person is selfless and the other one is not, then there's always going to be some sort of attention there that, yeah. that kind of rubs, you know, rubs both people, the wrong way. And, and I think that's why, as you mentioned earlier, I never really saw them fight. And from my perspective, fighting is not something that you should say is just a part of a, a healthy mm -hmm. marriage. I think disagreements are, and like I said, I saw them disagree all the time. Uh, they're not the same person. They're, they don't agree on everything it'd be kind of boring if they did, I think, uh, <laughs> you know, if they agreed all the time, but they didn't ever have to fight about their disagreements. I, I, and, and, and I think that's the way it should be. And that's very hard, but not if you're both selfless, like I think both of them are. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't think they rushed, um, getting married. I don't think they rushed having children. I don't think, I, th I think they, they all, they both are very good at living in the moment and they just took their whole life and consequently their relationship like that. And it, it worked really well. Um, it's hard for me to even put into words because there was no, you know, from, from my 22 years of, of living with them and, and seeing their relationship, it just, I took it for granted and try not to, um, but it just, it was like, it was just perfect, mm. you know? And, yeah. 
you know, they, they were they were truly meant to be with each other. And I think that's a big thing is a lot of people jump into relationships and, and get married to the person that they don't really love and want to be with forever. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's one thing that, you know, my parents did that they they truly loved each other and wanted to spend the rest of their life together. So I, I think that's the number one thing that you should try to do um, when getting married is is make sure it's the right person. And I don't know how to do that. I mean, I, I, I don't, I think that that would be incredibly difficult, you know, cause I think a lot of people think they're doing that when they get married and then 10 years down the road, five years down the road, whatever it may be, they go, Hmm, I made a mistake here. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly how you avoid doing that, but they did. And, uh, I think that's a huge reason why it's so such a great model for me. Mm-hmm. it's kind of i mean you make a decision when you marry somebody and the decision is in the moment and and then it happens but it's kind of like it's like anything else though you you got to make that decision every day right it's it's just yeah. like um every day from that from that point forward and it's not a hey this one decision it's not like you go to the gym and you exercise once and then you're fit for the rest of your life or you go run a mile and now all of a sudden you're a great runner, right? A great mar- and you can run ultra marathons. It's <laughs> continuous. It's, and if you stop, if you stop running, you, right. And you, and you know, if you stop running, you, it takes you a while to build it back up and yeah. um, you lose kind of what you, what you had. So it's, I, <sighs> kind of want to dive in a little bit to the selfless aspect you and you had mentioned that again I heard on the, you mentioned on the podcast that you said my dad is probably the most selfless person that I've ever met and then within seconds later you said and my mom's the same way yeah. very selfless um how did that how did that uh, kind of impact you as you were growing up? You, you kind of mentioned, you know, you took it for granted. You took them for granted and what you had for granted. Did you think about that at all? Like, or was there a point where you were like, man, I've got things really good at home here. Not that you want to stay home forever, but you know, it's like, right. this is, I, I really grew up in something special. You know, I did say that I took it for granted and I think I did a little bit, but more so, I think a better way to word it was I was just super young and, and wasn't mature enough to even realize what I was watching. Cause I, I never really quite took it for granted. Cause I remember being very young and being thankful um, yeah. for their relationship, but I just didn't really even understand it all. Cause I was just so young, but yeah, as I got older, I mean, I don't think there was a point, but it was just, you know, neither one of them ever missed any basketball game I ever did, any track meet, cross country meet, I- anything I ever did. They never, they never missed it. Um, so they were very selfless with me, and then with each other. You know, I see a lot of people. You know, and now I'm 22. I see a lot of people that I went to high school with getting married and. Um, mm-hmm you know, and, and, and these relationships, people fight over, over time. I, I think that they fight over 
you know, someone wants to, one of them wants to do something and the other one is like, no, I want you to spend time with me or, or, or whatever. I never, mm-hmm. that, that was never a conflict with them. They, they just always seemed to, to agree on, on how they were going to spend their time. Like my dad was very interested in, in running and triathlons um, when I was growing up and, you know, he spent a lot of time training, um, but I, I never saw my mom get frustrated or, or, or ask him, you know, well, why are you, do, why are you doing that when you could be here? Or, you know, and, and she would, you know, she was always running around doing something, you know, uh, mm-hmm. usually doing something for somebody else, but um, that, that's just how she is. And, you know, he, I never saw him get frustrated and say, Oh, you could be here doing this. Why, why they, they spent time away from each other. Um, and then they spent a lot of time together. I mean, we ate dinner together every night growing up. Um, you know, my dad worked a job where he, he had to get up super early in the morning at, at you know, four o'clock in the morning and work till two. And after that would, um, you know, work out and, and train and, but, but they never missed anything that, you know, we would all do together or Mm -hmm. that, that I was doing. And I don't know that they were just always really selfless with their time, gave up time that they could have been doing something for themselves. And, you know, when it was something that we were all going to do together, they were there. Um, Yeah. It sounds like there were consistencies there where, if it to your point, if there was something to do together, dinner table, yeah, uh, an activity that you were yep. involved with, with or a family activity, it's like those are they're going to be there, yeah. and that commitment maybe allowed them to go and do their own thing, knowing that they weren't gonna they weren't gonna sacrifice those those yeah. other well, times. And also, neither one of them is the type of person that that feels the need to be with the other one 24 seven, yeah. which I see a lot of that in, in young people, um, maybe more in the dating phase. I don't know, but they, they think they're supposed yeah. to be together literally 24 seven. And neither one of them were like that. I mean, they, they liked being together. They enjoyed yeah. doing things together. So most of the time that's what they were going to do. But you know, my mom's not a triathlete. So when, when that's what he was going to go do, he was also a big fisherman. She doesn't like to fish, but yep. when he was going to go out sometimes and, and fish with a friend or fish with me, that's fine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think, I think they both were just not, yeah, that they understood and wanted the other one to do things that they enjoyed without the other person. And that, yeah. that was never a, a problem. Yeah. I love how you said earlier to uh, get back to something you said about uh, the, you know, the whole fighting thing. And, and I'd love to see more messaging about your, the, the concept that you're going to have disagreements in marriage. You don't have to fight about them. Right. But that's what I see that all the time of, you know, fighting is a part of marriage and you're, you know, just, you got to learn how to do it. You have to learn how to disagree. Um. And I just, I'm with you. I think it'd be better to disagree without, without yeah. the fighting. Did they, did they show that kind of stuff in front of you? Like uh, how they, did they disagree about things in front of you? Did you see that? Do you remember that and how, how they worked through it? 
Yeah, I mean, that's really what, you know, and I know a lot of people will think like, oh, they could have fought all the time behind closed doors without you saying, you know, you're a kid or whatever, they could hide it from you. And, you know, I, I totally hear that argument, but I'm just, I'm here to tell you that they didn't. Like, the, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. was never, plus one thing too, it, to say you can hide it from a kid if you're fighting all the time, you can't yeah. hide it, man. You feel no. the tension yep. uh, as soon as you're around them. I mean, and, yep. and there was never any of that tension. Like yeah. never. And when yeah. they did disagree to your point, yeah, they wouldn't try to hide it from me. Um, they would, you know, they, they would, something would come up and one would think one thing and one would think another thing or want to do it a different way. And, and they would, they would talk about it and they, one would, they would each talk about why they wanted to do it this way. And then usually when you do that, you come to a conclusion, you, you can kind of, end up agreeing about about something and that's what happened 99 percent of the time if not 100 and there was no fight there was no there was no yeah. no no dragged out controversy or conflict that that ruined everybody's day and made everybody mad and you know yeah uh, made things more difficult than they needed to be it was yeah it, it was the it, it's a way that you resolve any kind of conflict yeah you don't immediately go to fighting if you did that right. in the real world you know you'd get fired from your job if you fought with your boss every time y'all disagreed so yeah i don't know it, it's it just seemed to work so well without too much effort like it was just the way they naturally are so right yeah as i'm guessing that stems from them being selfless people yeah it, as so. individuals they are selfless people so that they live that out in their relationship and that also bleeds out into other things that they do like you, you know you mentioned your your mom is uh often doing things for other people um yeah. and yeah it, it sounds like it's uh it's just kind of that that mindset and that that persona of who they are as selfless people in that that's so key in looking at um trying to figure out how you can uh, serve your spouse and help your spouse um, versus protecting your own time. Like you mentioned earlier, I agree with you. I think time is something we, we disagree about a lot, or we tend to, we tend to try to hold on to our time. Yeah. Uh, looking at, and it's coming from somebody who's been married for a while. It's like, we look at, I used to have all this time when I was single, I could do whatever I wanted. But what did I want when I was single? I wanted, I wanted a relationship. I wanted, mm -hmm. a, I wanted a girlfriend. And then I wanted to get married. <laughs> then you, and then you do it, and it's like, well, now I don't have all that time that I used to have. It's this <laughs> yeah. weird catch twenty two game that we yeah. play. It's like, wait a second, maybe if I could just realize, okay, this is actually what I wanted when I was single. Um, and yeah. your parents seem to like maximize the benefit of that of saying, hey, we're going to commit to doing the things we know we want to do and need to do as a family and that's going to allow us to go do the things that we want to do individually because yeah. i know well, if you're going to go yeah go ahead no i was just going to say it i don't think it was ever something that they felt like they needed to do it was all they wanted to they we yeah. wanted to do those things together and yeah yeah i mean yeah. you know like, like i was I've, I've talked to them before about you know there's all this there's all these books out there and, and kind of 
guides to to help help fix your marriage and everything and you know they never read any of that they never yeah. and i'm not saying it's a bad thing but i'm saying it was just the way they were yeah. um and and i wish i could you know come up with something for for how you get that way if you're not that way but i mean i'm telling you man they my mom would she she enjoys to do things for me, for my dad, uh, he's the same way. He, he enjoys to do things for her, for me. And, and that's just, that's just the way they are. So when, when you're truly that way and you're not having to try to force that, I think, I think things work really smooth and, and it kind of surprises you how well things work. I mean, we're a really mm -hmm. close family. We, we really, yeah. We all love each other. We all like spending time with each other. You know, if that's not the case, it's going to be hard to have a good relationship. Yeah. Totally. I, it just is, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause I don't know how you can make yourself like spending time with somebody that you don't want to. Yeah. Like it's hard, yeah. you know, but, but when you genuinely do, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. 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 That's key. That's key too. As you look at, um, look at it from a perspective of, of somebody who's single, you know, and, and, um, in trying to find that right relationship, it's God, it's so key to want to be with that person, not feel like you have to 24 seven, like yeah. this is the thing we do. We're boyfriend, girlfriend. We need to spend time together. Um, in order to keep her liking me or him liking me, I've got to do this or do that. It's like that there's a, there's a genuine want yeah. Uh, and like to spend time together. Yeah. Well, people, people ask me all the time as, as a single guy, um, or, or they try to, they try to set me up with, with a girl or anything. And I'm yeah. like, listen, yeah. man, I, it's not like I'm opposed to having a girlfriend just cause, uh, you know, I've, I've never really had a girlfriend and I'm 22. People yeah. think I'm like, I don't know what you, if you think I'm some weirdo who just sits at home all day, I don't know, but I'm not going to force it. Like, yep. I don't, I don't have this desire to just have a girlfriend. I, I mean, mm -hmm. I really don't. And, and, and I, almost everybody does when they're, when they're single, mm -hmm. but I think honestly, you have to let that go. It's like, I don't, I don't have that desire. If I meet a girl that I really like, well, then there you go. Then I'll pursue a relationship with her, but yes. I'm not, I don't just want a girlfriend. I mean, that's crazy. Yep. Like, yep. who do you have in mind? I mean, that's what I always ask people when they say they want a, a girlfriend. I'm like, well, well, who, I mean, if you don't have somebody in mind, then get over it. Like, yeah, you know, when you yeah. meet that person, then pursue a relationship with her. So, and yeah. And, and going back to them, I think that's what they did. They, you know, they met each other and fell in love with each other. They didn't, they didn't just start dating each other because they, they both wanted a, a girlfriend and a boyfriend. No, they, they liked each other. And I think yeah. when a relationship can start that way, it, 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 it it's much more likely to succeed long-term, I think, but. 100%. We, uh, I, I went through that as when I was your age, I had severe FOMO of oh, yeah. all my I mean, friends think, that had yeah. girlfriends. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I'm like the only single guy in college now, or at least that it's and it was totally not that, but that's what it felt like. And yeah. I looked at all my friends that had that companionship and that those relationships. And it's like, 
dang it, man. I, you know, I was like the complete opposite, honestly, of, of yeah. you. I wanted a relationship and I ended well, up getting in one that was yeah. toxic. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not a, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to want a relationship. It's a bad thing to have that desire and then just go force it with somebody right. who just, who just checks the box of a, of a, of a beating heart pretty much. <laughs> it's yeah, like, exactly. you don't even have to have anything in common. It's just, it's just, that's a, that's, that's a girl that I, that I, I can like and, and let's go with it. But then you may yeah. not even, you know, so I, I think that's, that's when it's a problem. It's totally, totally. Yeah. When I was, like I said, when I was in college, I, I just wanted a girlfriend. Yeah. And it, like you said, it's not bad to want no. a companion, but when you make a decision to date somebody or, or, you know, spend time with somebody just because you want a girlfriend, regardless of who yep. that person is yep. wrong choice versus when I met my wife, I was actually, I was like, I'm not going to date anybody because I need to work on myself. Mm -hmm. So when I met my wife, it was kind of like this initial spark. And I'm like, no, I'm, I suppressed it for a while because I was telling myself, you can't, don't go there. You need to work on yourself until it became undeniable. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what I kind of, what I hear you say too, is yeah. When it's like undeniable, when you meet that right person, great until then be patient. And that's yeah. the hardest part, I think, for all of us. That was the hard part for me until I really realized how important it was to be patient and to make the right choice and to make a good choice. Yeah, that's so and, cool, and man. not the wrong one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wish I was, man, I wish I was more like you when I was that age. I really, <laughs> do. I really do. No, nah, probably so not, that, man. No, not at all. It's um, so have you thought about, and it, I mean, this could be an easy, no, no answer, honestly. Um, but with the model that your parents gave you, have you thought at all about what kind of boyfriend or husband you want to be like, or what type of relation, what you want your relationship or a relationship to look like? Yeah. I mean, honestly, no, I haven't thought a lot about it. Um, but I, I just know that that if I want, you know, if I do um, decide that I'm going to get married one day, ha have kids, I just, I want to be the husband and the father that my dad was. I mean, yeah. I, if I, if I'm half the guy he was, I'll be doing pretty dang good. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, it really, my answer is as simple as that. I, I, I don't have, I haven't thought about it that much. Cause like I said, I've, I've never even been in a relationship. Um, yeah. but, but yeah, I mean that that's, I also haven't thought about it much because it, it's very simple uh, to me is what I want is to be like him. So. Yeah, that's huge. And I think a lot of us, are, well, I think there's, there's a few different ways we go about that. Like for me, I, I remember I did kind of like you, I watched my parents I remember taking mental notes of the aspects of the relationship that I wanted to model and the aspects of the relationship that I didn't. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how I evolved into um, the things that I've done, you know, the kind of, the kind of husband I've strived to be. And there are, so I think there are people like that, that um, those of us that we see our parents and we either want to emulate 
all of what they do or parts of what they do yeah. and, and aspects that we want to stay away from. And then there are others that don't think about it at all. And they basically just become their parents because, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you, if you think about it, you're, and this is what's so awesome that, that, so one of the things I, I, I love about you and your family is you think about the concept of if we truly become like the five people that we spend the most time with, right? That whole concept of we become like the people we're around. Mm -hmm. Well, for most of us, for the first 18 plus years of our lives, we're living with our parents. Yep. So by the time we realize how important it is to spend time with the people we want to become like, we've already spent 18, 18 plus years with our parents. And without even thinking about it, that's, that's why so many people, like when we get older, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm becoming just like my mom or I'm becoming just like my dad. That's because you lived with them for 18 plus years. Yeah. And you, we become like the people we're most around. And to your point earlier, without even thinking about it, you will gravitate towards becoming like your dad. Mm-hmm. And you already know, and you consciously know that you want to do that too, which is cool. Yeah. Well, hey man, I'm not, you know, I'm not as selfless as he is. I mean, just point blank. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not. And so it will be, it's not like, man, I, I really hate that about my character that, that I'm not more selfless. And I think maybe that goes back to me being an only child. I mean, not to give an excuse yeah. for myself, but I'm just, it, it's, it's hard for me. Like sometimes, you know, I think about all the time he sacrificed for me and I'm like, man, like, dang, that'd be hard for me to do, you know, like all the yeah. stuff he potentially missed to, to be at my basketball games, cross country meets, everything. I'm like, huh, man, if I put myself in his shoes, I'd, I'd want to be doing something else sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that kind of goes back to, you know, when I've even asked him about that and he talks about, no, that was, that was what I wanted to be doing. And, and I think, you know, their shared love for me, uh, which I'm so thankful for, I think only strengthen their relationship, um, which, which is something cool about, about, you know, a married couple having, having children is I think, you know, it, it should uh, only serve to, to strengthen your relationship. So. Agree 1000%. If, if, yeah, if you love your kids equally and you both have that passion for them, then that yeah that that definitely strengthens the relationship versus and I, to be honest the flip side of that is kids are also <laughs> kids are also one of the biggest hindrances within a relationship oh, 100%. because of the time that yeah. that they take yeah um but if you have a common a common outlook a common purpose common mission with as as a married couple with your kids yeah, I totally relate to that. Like my wife and I went to everything for our kids and it was gut wrenching when either both of our kids had something to do at the same time and we couldn't obviously yeah. be in two places at once yeah. or one of us had something to do and couldn't make it. It was, it was like a complete letdown. Like I'm, you know, and it was probably one out of a hundred times that that happened. Yeah. Yeah. But that one time, like I missed my son's first home run in Little League Baseball because I was 
driving to the field from a work event or something like that. Yeah. And my wife called me and said, Oh, he just hit a home run. I'm like, there you go. That's <laughs> well, I mean, I remember, uh, I remember one time, uh, I don't even remember what race it was, but my dad was there and, you know, running around the course trying to find me. And somehow, I don't know what he did. He missed me finish. And I mean, he was there. He was, he was at the event and he was just kicking himself for days because he, he didn't see me finish. And I was like, dude, you were, you're acting like you weren't even there or something. You were here. And you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just funny. It made me think of that. You know, it, um, all that mattered to me was that, that he was there and, and that they cared yeah. about, about being there, but yeah, you know, it, it was, yeah. it was just, it was funny. I, I think I see that in parents like you were talking about missing his first home run that, that truly care. It's still, you know, if you miss anything, you feel like, I think you feel like your kids probably will, will, you know, feel bad about that or, or be be disappointed that you missed it. But man, we care more that you care. Yeah. You know, about, about being there and seeing it. It's not even that you actually saw everything. It's that, that you wanted to, and you cared about it. So. Yeah, I agree. Part of that too is selfish. That's part of the selfish thing that comes in. It's like, I wanted to see. I want to see everything, you know, every first, all that kind of stuff because it boosts our ego as parents. But (laughs) it's, you know, we we think about sometimes it's like, well, why would, why do I need to go to this game or this uh, concert or whatever? My kid's not even going to see me. And it's not about that. You just mentioned it's not about that. It's about them knowing that you're there, even if they're not going to see you. It's um, and it's interesting. I mean, that kind of plays into relationships as well and marriages. It's like knowing that the other person is there um, and will be there no matter what. I think is is huge as well. You mentioned kind of being, you know, you're not as selfless as your dad. Golly, man, I think that's probably a huge challenge for all of us because only child or not we i mean we are individuals until we actually meet somebody and and enter into a relationship and again it's like so we grow up that way we grow up thinking about self yeah and i think until you find something that you love more than yourself you may not really be able to to know what that's like. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I guess my advice for really for you and for anybody else that, that would be listening to this, that is, um, that single is just, you know, just be patient and wait. And when you find something or someone that you love more than yourself, man, that selfish meter flips and, um, you'd be surprised what you, what you'll do. And having that vision of your dad and your parents in your head of what they're like and what you want to be like, I, I, I would guarantee you it'll, that, that whole thing will flip. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and to your point, um, I mean, of course my dad doesn't even, do, he, he would not, he would say that he's not selfless. Like I describe right. him as, which he is. Um, but he, he would say that he, he definitely became more that way after he married my mom. And, and yeah, so that's, that's totally to your point. I think, I think that's almost inevitable if you truly love the person more than, more than you love yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, there was a definitive point in, um, in my relationship with my wife before, 
I think, yeah, this was before we were engaged. She, um, she is several months after we started dating. She was a teacher, first year teacher. And we went to an award ceremony and she, she brought me along as her date and she won the new teacher of the year award. And dude, sitting there at the table, watching her walk up and get that award. I felt more emotion for her than anything I had ever accomplished in my life personally. Any, and I realized in that moment, I'm like, wow, I care more about her receiving this award than I've cared about anything I've ever received. And I kind of knew at that point that there's there, the the relationship was different. How I felt about her was different. Cause it's, like I said, it's when you find that person, whether it's a, whether it's a spouse, you know, a, a spouse or, or your child that you love more than yourself, man, that, yeah, that selfless meter just kicks into high gear. Yeah. Really does. Yep. Yep. And, and, and like you said, you know, from my perspective, not married, but um, the model that they gave me, they, they emulated that so well that I I think I said this before too. I don't have an excuse, Uh, (laughs) you know, for, (laughs) for anything I do wrong, I don't have an excuse because, because they showed me the way to do it. Um, Yeah. But I think, I think that kind of touches on something that I wanted to say is, uh, you know, for married couples that do have kids, you know, how you interact with each other is, is going to impact your, your, your children. Uh, they, they will see it. And, Mm -hmm. and I think, I think that's what a lot of people don't, don't think about, don't care about. And in the world we live in today and, and it's, it's breeding this, uh, what, do you, what, what do you want to call it? Toxicity in relationships yeah. that, that are carried yeah. on over and over and over again. And at some point that cycle has to, has to stop. And that's why I think, you know, you doing this podcast is so cool because it's, it's actually touching on that and, yeah. you know, hopefully can make a difference. I think it will um, in, in people's, people's marriages to to break that cycle and yeah yeah uh and that's the message that i hope so many people hear that because that's uh, and i was actually i was going to ask you about that so i don't have to because you just you just said it like the the couples understanding the impact they have on their kids by what they model um and not hiding things behind closed doors but whether it's disagreement or whether it's showing affection whatever man model it for your kids because that's yeah it's like to your point it's like why i'm doing this podcast like going back to the basics like you said how are you going to get better at running eventually you got to run we can work on ourselves as much as possible but to get better in relationships we gotta we gotta get into it and we gotta we just we gotta focus on it and i think as far as our culture is concerned if we can get back to the basics of man, families taking care of each other, you know, having dinner together, yeah. doing event, going, going to activities together, enjoying hanging out with each other. It doesn't have to be 24 seven, but having that as a priority, that's, that'll have a huge impact on our culture. Um, yeah. And, and I like the way you said that it's, it's not just an impact on your kids. Um, yeah. It's an impact on, everybody that knows you, everybody that comes Mm -hmm. in contact with you. It really is. I mean, if I wanted to destroy America, the first thing I would go after is the family unit. 
Yep. That's the first thing I would go after. And yep. it's because it is, it is essential uh, for the, for the preservation of a, of a, of a culture, a society, whatever you want to say, um, that has to be strong, uh, yeah. throughout the, throughout the country, uh, the family yeah. unit. Um, if it's not, the more it breaks down, the more everything breaks down. So, yeah, yeah, totally agree. Uh, unfortunately, I think we're seeing that. Oh, hundred percent. Right? We're, see, we're, we're seeing the byproduct of the, of the breakdown of the family. It's, yeah. it's impacting, uh, it's really impacting everything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. All right. Well, um, anything else that, uh, on your mind? I mean, I, dude, I've, I've enjoyed this so much. Um, I, I, again, I, I love looking at the prospect and the, in the, the, really the, the relationship of marriage from this angle of somebody who I wish I was like when I was your age <laughs> and, um, somebody whose parents did it seem to do it right. And, uh, the impact that that can have on, on not only families, but, uh, a community and a culture and a country, um, yeah. is so huge. So yeah. Anything else on your mind that, uh, that you'd like to share? Well, man, no, th- thanks. Uh, thanks so much for, for letting me talk with you. And, uh, yeah. I wish I could have, could have articulated things better. I say that all the time. Um, it's just hard for me to even put into words, you know, the impact that they had on me and, 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 and what they've, what they've done for me and, and, and how they are together and, and what their relationship has meant to me. Um, yeah, it's hard to even put into words, but I'm super thankful for it. And I'm thankful for you allowing me to have this, this conversation with you. And, and uh, I think, I think this is a great podcast doing, doing good things yeah. for sure. You know, and it doesn't need to be the, the whole, this whole concept doesn't need to be, um, confusing or, or convoluted it's we talked about it getting back to simple things yeah being selfless with each other modeling that for your kids and having commitments that you know you're not going to break as a family unit and allowing each other to go be themselves outside of it yeah and and doesn't have to be more complicated than that that's a great summary and and to your point man I think if we would just look at it that simply, because it, yeah. it is that simple, yeah, it'd make things a lot easier. You don't have to come up with some elaborate solution. You just have to do the things yeah. that you th- do the things that are going to be hard to do because mm-hmm. you know, they're going to work. Uh, you know, yep. that's the right thing to do. So 100%. Yeah. yeah. Just like running, man. Just like, just like run, do the things that are hard to do and you'll get yep. better at it. You'll be able to go farther. You get stronger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, dude, I, I look forward to uh, seeing you out on the trail somewhere again and competing. Cause I know, I know how good you are. I know um, how much work you put into that and uh, you're kind of road back here. So I look forward yeah. to look forward to that. Look forward to seeing you again at some point um, All right, man. for, for something, but uh is there anything, any way that uh, people will be listening to this can support you? I know you uh, aren't big on social media, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, just uh, follow three of seven project and yes. uh, keep track of, keep track of what we're doing. And, but no, nah, no way to, no way to support me. Uh, I'm kind of, I take myself off everything, but 
three of yeah. seven's kind of made me come back into the public yep. view. So, so yeah, um, yeah it's just, a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, follow the three of seven project. Um, three of seven pod project podcasts. Phenomenal. And uh, if you, if you, you know, following or start listening to those podcasts um, and you hear Noah or Chili or Trilly, it's all the same person. <laughs> yeah. Just all different. the same guy. Different personalities of the same and guy. whatever else we come up with too. Just uh, listen for <laughs> <Right>. the voice. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, man. Um, I yeah, I look forward to to listen to those podcasts, and like I said, I look forward to uh, uh, to catching up with you again. And I'm so grateful that uh, we had this conversation. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks for listening to the Ultra Marriage Podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed the episode, got anything out of it, please leave us a review, share it on social media, and share it with others that you think could benefit from it as well. Until next time, keep training, keep growing, and keep loving your way to your own ultra marriage.